We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Welcome to the Rotowire slash Morning Read Gaming Golf Podcast. Jeff Erickson here with Scott Jenstad and Jeff Ritter. Fresh off the Valspar where uh, Scott uh, talked up Sam Burns as a long shot on his betting sheet. Came in at 90 to 1. We like that. That's a good thing. Congratulations, Scott. Hey, every once in a while, it's good to hit one. I feel like 90 to 1 takes the pressure off nicely, too. You're, you're kind of playing with house money for a few weeks. It's beautiful. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so uh, we're back. Jeff is back in his studio, no longer going to golf with a, you know famous NFL alumni at a great golf course. How was Firestone, by the way? Firestone's awesome. Uh, it was definitely um, enough golf course for me, having barely touched my clubs in the last year in, in COVID. So uh, I got my butt kicked, but it was a lot of fun. I, I would definitely recommend Firestone for anybody who's in the who finds themselves in the Akron area. I don't know what people would be doing passing through Akron, but <laughs> if you're around there, uh, it's a great spot. And uh, it's fun to play golf with uh, some NFL alums and uh, knock it around for a while. And, uh, you know. Uh, just kind of feel alive again in a way. It was, you know, first work trip post COVID, and uh, it was it was a lot of fun. So, is, is your golf game pretty good regularly? I am a sneaky, streaky sixteen. So uh, I, I usually uh, my I usually hit shots that are you know befitting a thirty handicap or like a twelve. Uh, it's usually one of the two, and it could it could happen at any moment. So, but it's a scramble format, which is fun. I, I usually can like I, I can contribute in a scrabble team. That's that's a good format for me. So. Sounds familiar. That's like my game, except add three strokes. And I'm a 19, but not like in a technical 19. But no one's tuning in for my, my golf game. So let's move on. Let's talk. Uh, we got the Wells Fargo coming up. All last week I heard, oh, the Valspar is not that great of a field. But don't worry. Wells Fargo, it's going to be a loaded field. Then I get to my team and our, our league. I've got three golfers going this week. What the heck? No DJ, no Sergio, no U- Usti. I mean, come on, guys. Let's get together. But 
Again, you might, not, you might need some better golfers on your team that might solve some problems. Uh, I think you're right about that. <laughs> uh, it, it is a pretty strong field. And, you know, it's a, a popular course. People like the setup of this course. Uh, usually draws well. They treat the golfer as well. Uh, what should we pay attention to on this course? Well, I for me, it starts with the green mile. I feel like we're we've just about reached our limit of of gimmicky marketing, you know, names for a tough stretch of golf holes. And I believe the green mile is going to kind of put a bow on that for the for at least the season. But uh, this is a big kind of burly golf course that can beat you up. It's long. It's tough. It's another. Um, it along with Copperhead really are, are two of the toughest par 71 golf courses that, uh, the PGA tour stops at. So, uh, I mean, you kind of look for the, I, I would say you look for the macho golfer, uh, to have some success at a place like this. Yeah. I mean, you look at the par fours, 11 par fours on the course, eight of them are over 450 yards. We're talking about our, our golf game that, that gives me the shakes right there. Just thinking about par fours that are that long, but a lot of approaches from 175 to 225 is kind of what we come down to. There's a lot of, a lot of long irons into greens and uh, especially around the green kind of stuff, I think is more important this week. Cause there's, you know, with those long approaches, you are going to miss some greens. Um, I like guys who can scramble and get up and down from around the green. I think that's important this week. How important is driving distance off the tee? Pretty important. I mean, with these, uh, you know, the fairways aren't super narrow, but you do miss a lot because guys are hitting a lot of drivers. Um, I think it's one of the weeks where it's uh, it's definitely on the important side for sure. Yeah, I mean, you look at the profile of players who've had success here. I mean, Justin Thomas, when he came from behind to win his PGA Championship, uh, this is a Rory McIlroy playground. I know he's looked lost through a lot of this season, but um, I'm sure we'll probably get to him. But you look, you look at that type of profile of guys who, um, if they've got that tee to green game, you know, if, they, if this is a week where they can find it off the tee, they can, it can go far for them. Makes me think that this might be a good Bryson course. We haven't said that too much recently. Yeah, he, that's a good point. I mean, he's, you know, the king of content and the king, of, he's <laughs> featured in just about all of our uh, shows for a while there, but you're right. He kind of, you know, the rubs, the masters and then fizzled at Augusta. We haven't really talked about him much, but uh, yeah, on paper, you, you might say this Bryson would be a guy to watch this week. Yeah, so uh, let's take a look at this the, the field here. We'll, you know, we usually start off with the DraftKings perspective, and we mix in uh, the the betting odds as well. So let's go ahead and do that. Uh, there, there are six players in the top tier. I always cut it off at ten thousand. Uh, you, you can find your arbitrary uh, cutoff point as you wish. But uh, JT's most expensive golfer eleven three. Bryson's eleven thousand. Rom at ten eight. Xander ten five. Webb Simpson ten two. And Rory at ten thousand. Let's face it, Rory is not in great form, but he has great course history here. Do you think this he kind of recovers this week? We'll start with you, Jeff. Well, I don't know. I mean, you'd love to see some signs that it's coming. Um, I think if you're playing in a, a, a daily fantasy like DraftKings or FanDuel, I'd probably pick someone else off that tier. Um, but for a straight bet uh, at 12 to 1, 15 to 1, I think we're getting for him. I, I do, I would probably take a shot. Um, but I, I don't know when you're looking at daily fantasy that those names you just listed, John Rahm to me just feels like he's lived in the top 10 for like three months. Um, and obviously Justin Thomas, he's had a lot of success here and, uh, and I like Webb Simpson more as well. Those would probably be my three off the top tier that I, I would, I would pick over Rory. Although obviously as I have Rory on my fantasy league and uh, I would love to see a, this be the week that he turns it around with one of his favorite tracks. I think I think Webb's actually a member here, isn't he? He is. Yeah. yeah. Yep. That always helps. Um, 
Yeah, if I'm looking at the top, it's a tough week because uh, as we get down to the the bottom, we'll see. You know, as you as you team build, it's tough to get. You can get one guy up top in here. It's really hard to get to the the names. We have a lot of elite names in this tournament, but the names in the six thousands, low sevens, are not as good as I you know as I would want them to be. So I find it hard to to smash two guys in here. The guy that I really like, and Jeff mentioned him as uh, I'd probably take John Rom out of this. I think that he's a. I mean, Jeff talked about making top tens. You look at uh, since June first of twenty nineteen. So like, uh, what is that? Almost two years. 33 tournaments on the PGA Tour, one missed cut, and 20 top 10s. That is an insane percentage of top 10s. It's not just doing well. That's that's almost two-thirds of the tournaments in the top 10. Just great tee to green numbers, great approach numbers, which you love here. He has great approach numbers in you know, what kind of 175 to 200, the range. You're going to have a lot of shots in here. Um, he's gained more than four strokes tee to green in nine straight weeks. Um, if I'm going somewhere to the top, it's going to be it's going to be John Rom to start my lineup. Yeah, I'm on it, but I, I like I like Simpson too. I forgot about the fact that it was the this was the hometown course. I I would lead Ron, but I would not sleep on Webb Simpson this week. He always kind of flies just a one level under the radar with the top tier guys on tour. But um, this also kind of it feels like planets might be aligning for Webb Simpson. So I I try to plug him into some of those DraftKings and FanDuel lineups, and uh, I take a shot on him at twenty to one as well. The funny thing is his track record isn't amazing at this uh, tournament. You would think, okay, it's, you know, his course and all that, but he, he, you know, it's not like he's terrible here, but you know, you don't see a big string of top tens in this tournament for him, let alone top fives or, or championships. So, uh, you know, it, it, but then again, he's such a solid golfer. It's hard to go wrong with just rostering him. Anyhow, uh, it's just, it's the opportunity cost that comes with him here. Uh, who's the avoid in that this is top six here. Is it Rory? Is there anybody else that you wouldn't touch in those top five, top six, top five guys? You mentioned Bryson. I'm not playing Bryson at the price. I mean, all these guys at the top can win. I mean, when you're talking about the top here, it's it's pretty solid. But uh, Bryson's 11,000. I wouldn't play him over Rom. I wouldn't play him over Rory. I wouldn't play him over Xander even. Um, the, the off off the tee game is just elite. But his, his approach numbers in the in this range, though, like 150 to 200 right in there, are not great over his last you know say 36 rounds. Um, and if I'm looking to nitpick on one of these guys, it's probably that the fact he hasn't played since the Masters, uh, you know, plays in a little bit too. Um, if I would have to fade someone in this range, I fade Bryson, and you know, it's always fun to fade Bryson anyway, so that works well. <laughs> <laughs> I would, uh, I probably would fade Rory also, as much as it pains me to say it, but um, it just he's he's been just drifting for a while now, and I've kind of reached the point with Rory where I'm just going to accept that I'm going to be a week late uh, to whenever he finds it again. So. Um, it's a difficult, painful fade, uh, but I would fade Rory out of this top tier. And it's wild. Okay. We talk, we talk about Rom with these, you know, he hasn't has missed one cut and whatever it is, two years. Rory's missed three cuts in five weeks like that for an elite guy. I mean, that's, that's wild. It's just, we're right. talking about the course history here. And I mean, you look at it, it's just, it's just, it's almost all top 10. There's a couple, there's a 16 and a 22 in there, but I don't know, three of the last five weeks, it's hard to pay down the 10,000. I just wonder what his percentage will be, too, in, in DraftKings. I wonder if people are going to be away from him, if people are going to jump on him at that price with the course history. It's going to be an interesting percentage week with him. Yeah, I think so, too. Uh, let's look at the $9,000 tier. Victor Hovland, 98. Patrick Cantlay, 96. Tony Finau, 95. Zalatoris, 94. Boy, we're never going to see him cheap again. Uh, Patrick Reed, 93, coming off a missed cut. Three missed cuts already this season. Corey Connors, 92. Neiman 91 and Max Homa at nine, 9,000 even that's, that's a price that skyrocketed. Of course, he's the defending champ. This, this range is awesome. I, lo I love so many names in here. We talked about last week. There was a lot of 9,000s. I, lo I love this range again. 
Uh, if I had to pick a couple, uh, I love Hovland at 9800. I think building a, a team where you start with him is a really interesting build this week. If you kind of just cross off the top six and kind of build a more balanced team. I mean, he's got, what, five top five? Five, five top fives his last 10 tournaments. Not even top tens, but top fives. He's right up there, had the, had the one win. Um, Corey Connors hitting the ball so well. Last, last six tournaments, his worst finish is 21st. Finau's interesting. It's, it's, you know, it's hard to bet Tony Finau because he doesn't win, but, you know, DraftKings points-wise – um, always up there. He was really hot in January and February, kind of cooled off and then finished top 10 at the Masters, has only played in the team tournament since then. But uh, ball striking was elite in January and February. Um, but if I'm going to pick a couple names here, I'm going to go Hovland and uh, my boy Joaquin Neiman, who I always like to play at 9,100, probably my two favorite in this range. Neiman's coming out. I was wondering if you were going to get to him. Oh, yeah. Uh, that was, he's, I've, you've, That's a Ritter you've, favorite. You've mentioned him enough, too, on the show where uh, I, I, I've tuned in to the Joaquin Neiman uh, rise that is, that is definitely in effect. And Homa also is another player on the rise at 9,000, I believe. So um, this is a, I agree, this is a great tier. And I wouldn't sleep on Willie Z, you know, coming off the Masters. He's got the right profile for this course. Uh, you know, last time they had the event, it was a Max Helma debut uh, victory. Uh, Zalatoris, you think that guy's going to win somewhere soon. Uh, maybe this is the week as well. So, but I agree. It doesn't feel like if you're constructing one of these DraftKings lineups, I like Rom, but then I might just move down to this tier for, uh, and keep building from there. Cause there's everybody that Scott just said is tempting in their own way. So how do you guys how do you guys feel about Reed? Then we talked about a bunch of names that everybody's gonna like. Reed's ninety three hundred. Uh, what do you guys? I, I kind of think he's gonna be low owned this week. I just I think he slides yeah. through in this range. I always just kind of go elsewhere when we get to these bigger ballparks. Um, so I, I just feel like this puts he's a little bit more behind the eight ball, not being one of the bigger drivers on tour. So I tend to just go away from from Reed this week. Although certainly capable of you know his game, obviously he can win anywhere, but. Um, I just find myself going a different direction. Wild, wild range of results. Starting out with the American Express, miscut in, in, in Palm Springs. I mean, that that that's hard to do, first of all, but he did. Uh, then the Farmers, he turns around and wins. Then ninth place at uh, WGC. Then another miscut at the Arnold Palmer. Then 22nd uh, in, in uh, the Players. Skips basically a full month. Gets eighth place at the Masters. Skips another three weeks, misses the cut. It's just kind of all over the map this year. Yeah, I don't know. I you know, flip a coin, I guess, on Reed. If you want to mix them into yeah. a, your lineups for uh, for the daily fantasy, I guess that's fine. But I again, I I don't know. I think I feel better about some of the other guys or, or that are priced right around him. It's also yeah. funny we, we mentioned this range, and none of us have mentioned Patrick Cantlay at ninety six hundred. I guess the recent form is just so bad, but. Wild that uh, he's dropped. He he was at over ten thousand for a while. Now he's he's down in this range. Yeah, and, he, and is is he a fade for you? Or is there is there a fade in this group? Yeah, I I probably I would probably fade Cantley. Just recent form and just there's all these other guys that just it feels like you know they're right on form. And I mean Homa Neiman playing the best golf of their careers, arguably. Oh, maybe inarguably. Connors, you know, we've mentioned him just about every show. We're almost. Uh, we should be under contract with Corey Connors at this point. We've talked about <laughs> right. him so much. So uh, I, I like those other guys more than Cantlay. Yeah, I mean, you got you got to take stands sometimes. I don't. I'm not going to have any Cantlay off three missed cuts. I'm actually not going to have Will Z this week. I love Will Z, but in this price range, I like the other guys more. Did not hit the ball well his last tournament, RBC Heritage. So if I'm you know I'm looking for a reason not to play somebody. Uh, I love his game, but I'm probably going. I'm probably going Finau, Neiman, Connors, and Hovland over him this week. All right. Uh, let's move on to the $8,000 tier. And there's, there's a lot of interesting names here. 
friend, you know, almost almost friend of the show by given how often we mentioned him. You mentioned Corey Connors is a frequent mention. This is our most frequently mentioned golfer. Abraham Answer at 89, Sung JM at 88, Harmon 87, Day 86, Keegan 85. Uh, boy, is his price going up, but justifiably probably. Cameron Tengali at 84, Bubba Watson 83, Lowry 82, Grio 81, Fleetwood in English at 8,000. What jumps out to you? Let's start with uh, Scott this time. What jumps out to me is why is Tommy Fleetwood still 8,000? <laughs> this guy in his last three tournaments, miscut 46, miscut. Last uh, last 15 tournaments on PGA Tour since the restart last year, he has one top 10. Like, you talk about these names and Fleetwood just doesn't fit in here anymore. He should be in the 7,000s. I just think he's way overpriced. He has $8,000 hair though. So that's, I, mean, that's sir, I can't argue that up, fact for up sure. One tier for the hair. Uh, yeah, I don't, I, he's probably a, I guess a fade for me. I think uh, kind of a sneaky pick off this tier. I think Shane Lowry just being, he's just got this history of being a big game hunter, even beyond his British open win. Uh, he's quietly had a good year. Uh, so he was someone that I, I flagged off of that tier. And then, I mean, obviously, contractually obligated for Abe answer. I, I didn't really build my lineups around him, but I think he's 40 to one on golf odds, which I, I still, I like that a lot. Uh, but I think Lowry for me was kind of like the sneaky guy that I, I feel like might be a little bit more overlooked. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed off of that tier that uh, I found myself popping that's, into uh, the lineup. That's annoying because he was my guy that I was going to target here. I didn't think anybody was going to mention him. Yeah. I actually like him as a bet this week. I like him in DraftKings, 8,200, 9th, 21st, 36th, and 8th the last four weeks. He gave, he was a great ball striking at RBC Heritage, gained a ton of strokes tee to green at the players in March also. I think Lowry at 8,200 will not be highly owned, and I also think he's a, uh, he's a he'll, be, he'll be on my betting card. We'll talk about bets later, but he's someone that uh, I think is a really good play this week. I like that you mentioned him. You find that annoying? I find that excellent. That means <laughs> you guys are in lockstep. When Narrative Street and Stat Street match up, that's good. That's, that, that, that's a guy that I can lock in because I'm learning from you guys. The economy is made up of real people doing real stuff, and it affects everything, which you obviously know since you're a real person doing real stuff. Marketplace is here to help you get smart about everything beyond the what of the day's business and economic news. We dig into the how and the why with the real people driving our economy. From big tech and interest rates to small businesses and what's happening at the Fed, Marketplace breaks it all down so you don't have to. Listen to Marketplace wherever you get your podcasts. 
basically here. What What do you guys feel about Tringali? Obviously, he's priced up among guys he's not normally priced with, but three top 15s the last three weeks. I mean, really good ball striking numbers at Valero and Honda and wherever he played before that. I forget where it was. But what do you guys do with, with a guy like this that, you know, is kind of breaking out, having this great season on a hot run, but, you know, kind of priced up now with, with bigger names? How do you guys usually treat someone like that? I like him as a, the straight bet, which I think golf odds, 40 to one, why not? I mean, it feels like it's building for him. But uh, in the daily fantasy games, I, I, st- I feel like you're paying a tax on somebody who's who's maybe just uh, flying close to the sun for <laughs> the first time in their career. But it's a great story, and it's fun to watch guys who've been out there. I, that's Tringali. He's got to be close to 10 years on tour. It feels like he's been out there for a long, long time to – uh, to be at this point now. So he's a grinder. I'm rooting for him. I'd love to see a grinder and a, you know, the, the, I don't know. I hate, hesitate to use the word journeyman, but, um, he'd be a, it'd be nice to see. It's always nice to see first time winners with the emotion that Sam Burns had last weekend. And so I'll be pulling for him, but I probably would play him more as the straight bet as opposed to the daily fantasy games. One more, one more note in this range, you know, as we, since we had Sam Burns on the card last week, how beautiful was that ball in the water by Keegan on, on what was that? 16. That was amazing. I love that. 13, right? 13. I was at 13. Yeah. Yeah. I was waiting for him to go full Keegan the entire day. And he finally did. It was beautiful. He was the only guy in the water in that hole the entire day. It was awesome. Yeah. I just want, I, I, for me, it's always going to come down to the Miguel and hell Jimenez argument. That's what I, I I wanted Miguel there to like, just kind of (laughs) like, with a glass of wine in the other hand that will yeah. always be my Keegan moment yeah that was amazing uh you know I, you know, friend a uh, friend of ours scott pianowski uh, mentioned in an email thread that uh, tringali has the most career winnings for someone who has not won on the tour so wow. uh, you know that means he's doing something right at the same time just hasn't closed uh but you know that yeah, I'm rooting for him uh, a little bit. I'm obviously biased because I got him on my our team. All right, uh, quickly, let's hit uh, under eight thousand. I, I won't li- I won't go bracket by bracket. Let's just I want you guys to kind of point out anybody under eight thousand that you like. Uh, these are the guys that are going to make us fit things in. You're probably going to take one or two guys from this tier. Maybe are you dipping down below seven thousand? We can talk about that. Talk about team structure. Uh, Jeff, who are some of your cheapies that you like? I got, uh, I'm on to Harold Varner again. I think I flagged him a few weeks ago. Um, this is also hometown course. Um, yeah. And he's having one of his, you know, he's for, for him also having one of the, a career best season. So um, I don't know that I would pick him to win, but if you're looking to fill out a lineup, if you've, if you put a couple of the high wattage guys in at the top, I like Varner uh, rounding it out the bottom. I like Matt Wallace as well. Um, 7,500 on, DraftKings, uh, just another guy who's starting to flash in bigger events. And uh, if you're just looking for a reason, when you get below seven, I flagged Bronson Burgoon as a guy that just had a nice Sunday at the Pulse Bar. You just need a reason if you're in the 6,000 range. So uh, just someone that's coming off a nice finish uh, in Tampa, maybe can carry a little momentum over, make a cut, and uh, help a fantasy team along the way. My my favorite guy in the sevens, uh, Jeff already mentioned, is Matt Wallace again. Seven hundred. We talked about him a couple weeks ago. Uh, in the last five tournaments, an eighteenth, a thirty fourth, a third, and an eighteenth, and one miscut. Really good run lately. Um, he didn't gain putting in in a bunch of those, which I really like. It's not like he was just you know riding a hot putter. Gained fifteen point three shots tee to green at Valero, nine point three in approach. Hit it really well at Heritage also. So um, I like Matt Wallace. I think Lucas Glover in this range is really interesting. Seventy eight hundred playing really well lately. He's made. Uh, seven straight cuts. 
uh, hitting the ball really well, played really well. Valero finished fourth there, had a 19th at Honda. So I do like uh, I do like Lucas Glover, a little bit more expensive at 7,800. If you're getting cheaper, it's a tough week this week. Usually there's a couple guys in the 6,000s that jump out to me. It's like, oh, this is a guy I can fill in. But um, I like James Hahn a little bit, 6,800. He plays well at uh, these – he got a really good comp course is Genesis at Riviera, the Genesis tournament. Um, he won there in 2015. He won here in 2016, finished 15th at Genesis this year. Uh, played poorly last week at Valspar. He's a very hit-and-miss guy. Last six tournaments – two top 15s, but three missed cut. But he's a guy that, uh, you know, he's, he's one of those guys that doesn't have to slide the cut. He can actually compete a little bit too. And if you want to get really even cheaper, Adam Shank is at 6,800, played really well the last two weeks in the 18th and the 25th, uh, missed cut the week, the week prior, but really good recently. Uh, not with lucky putting either. He really had strong TD green numbers and approach numbers in both those tournaments. And if you want to get uber cheap, 6,400, Vincent Whaley has made six straight cuts in his top 36, his last five tournaments, where if you're down the 6,400 range, you get someone that's finishing top 35 five weeks in a row. Um, that's all you want, really, to make the cut. You get top 30. Uh, that pays off right there. Who knows how the uh, how the form holds. He's kind of been riding a little bit of a hot putter the last couple of weeks. But uh, if you need to fit two guys in the top, I think Whaley could. You could do worse than Whaley at 6,400. Yeah, if you got if you're, you're paying up for uh, Rom. You got like that pairs pretty well and get yeah. allows you to kind of still have a reasonable chance at five of six, six of six, which is pretty important. Uh, when you're building your DK lineups, uh, how, what's important? What What's the structure you want to have this this week? Uh, you know, some weeks it you know pays to be stars and scrubs. Obviously, the Masters seemed like one of those. Other weeks, like last week, you were talking about how you were avoiding the top tier. Where are you this week? Yeah, I, I mean, I think we're – Scott and I, it feels like we're in alignment on Rom as potentially a cornerstone. And then probably – I don't. so that would be a, a star and a scrub and then a lot of in-between. I don't know what that – there's a catchy uh, marketing name for that. One, one and one and then just kind of fill it off in the middle. But that, that's what I was sort of inclined to do this week. Yeah, I'm sort of on the same page. If I, on my Rom lineups, I'll probably try and get one really cheap guy. But I think a balanced build starting with either – um, starting with maybe Hovland or Finau in the in the high nines, then kind of building, getting some guys in the eights and high sevens works really well too. Um, so I'm leaving a little more a little more balanced than normal, but I, I do want to get Raman on a lineup or two. So I'll, in that in that format, I'll probably play um, either a Shank or a Han or maybe even a even a Whaley based on you know how what else I want to do in the middle there. Yeah, can you even fit Rom and uh, Hovland in the same lineup? Is that too, it's, it, you, it seems like that'd be very difficult. You you can, but you're you're taking some shots and you're hoping a couple of guys make the cut. And you're you know you're looking at you, the problem is you get four out of six make the cut and you're losing money this week. So you gotta you yeah. gotta get five. You really want six in tournaments. Obviously, have any chance to win. It's uh, there are builds that that it works, but uh, you better have some you better have some guys in the in the sixes that you really uh, you really get really kind of hit on. Yeah, even Raman Neiman. I mean, at ten eight and nine one, you're, you're all of a sudden you're at an average of seventy five for the re- your remaining yeah. four spots. You really need your. By definition, you're almost getting somebody in the sixes, if not two. So uh, yeah, I can see how that. Yeah, you know, the, the roster builds uh, can be tricky that way. Let's move on to uh, the betting sheet here. Uh, you, you guys have alluded to a couple of names here. What what is yours going to look like? Well, we'll start off with uh, Jeff again, and then we'll finish with Scott. Well, I would be. I'm in on Webb Simpson, twenty to one. Uh, obviously, we gotta. If you're, if you're gonna aggressively target him in uh, the daily fantasy, we'll stay with Rom. I I see him at uh, fourteen to one. I oh, know twelve to one on golf odds. Still take. I'll take a twelve to one profit on uh, a guy who's like, was he? What was the top ten run, Scott? Something like. 15 top tens out of his last 20 events something ridiculous 20 is it's 20 yeah. it's 20 of 33 
and it's uh, seven top tens last ten turn last nine tournaments. That's ridiculous. I mean, that's yeah. ridiculous. So yeah. you feel like you got to put Rom in it. At least you'll you got something interesting to to look at on Sunday. Um, I'm on Willie Z thirty to one. I I'm I'm bought into the Cinderella story at Augusta, and I feel like it may be coming soon. Uh, I like answer forty to one, and then uh, give me some sugar Shane Lowry at sixty to one. Those are my those would be my bets for uh, a straight ticket. So I, I love Rom this week, but uh, I'm going to stay off. It's down to 10 to 1 on DraftKings. I usually just don't bet guys in, the, in that range. I mean, I really like him this week, but I usually don't bet there. Uh, my betting card is going to start probably with Victor Hovland at 20 to 1. I'll definitely be in on Joaquin Neiman at 35 to 1. I think Corey Connors at 33 to 1 is just too high for how well he's played. Um, you know, I think DraftKings, he's in the 9,000s. You know, you can kind of argue for other guys there, but 33 to 1, I think he, he represents a really good chance to win. And then deeper down the card, I'm going to be betting uh, Shane Lowry along with Jeff at 60 to 1. I'm actually have a couple bucks on uh, Matt Wallace, too. He's 70 to 1. I think he's a guy down here that actually has the, the ball striking to win this tournament. You know, when you're looking down in the 60s and 70s, you want guys that can actually, you kind of squint and see a way they can win the tournament. So, uh, Lowry, Lowry and Wallace down here, and then, uh, then, then Neiman, Connors, and Hovland kind of in the mid range for me this week. Do you ever compare and contrast betting odds versus DraftKings uh, or FanDuel or any other prices to try to see if you can find and you know find those uh, incongruences and find maybe a value with one or the other? I definitely do, and I think we talked about the end of the show last week. Max Homa jumped out to me last week. He was 70, 70 to one or seventy five to one on DraftKings. We talked, and he was like eighty one hundred on, on on DraftKings or yeah seventy and seventy one on DraftKings Sportsbook, and eighty one hundred on DraftKings for uh, her fa- daily fantasy. And you look at that, and you're like, you know, obviously he's playing well, and you see the DraftKings prices. I think adjust, and um, I definitely look at it there, every once in a while. You see guys that, that jump out to you as the you know high DraftKings price, and then the odds are further down the board. I usually take a, d- a deeper look at those guys. Yeah, and unfortunately, I'm sure others do, and it gets bet down by the time you act it on does. it too. Yeah, uh, that's the problem. The joy, uh, the joy of joy of sports betting, though. Once you lock in that bet, it's not like horse racing. Once you lock in that bet, that's that's your bet. So if you can get uh, you can get bets in uh, like today, I try and do mine. Uh, you know, I usually end up doing them Wednesday because I'm a procrastinator. But if you can get them in Tuesday night for guys that you think are gonna get some steam on them, it's a, it's a good thing to do. Got to get it in now. People are absorbing this gaming golf episode, and <laughs> there I, you I, go. I, gotta, I gotta get my Shane Lowry in b- before the odds drop from uh, from our listeners. When Jen Sad and Ritter talk, markets move. Let's we got go. we got a live stream now. I mean, yeah. this was, you know, before it was an on demand podcast. I had a little time to, right. to get myself taken care of. Now I got to do it in real time. Yeah, jump on <laughs> it there. Uh, we'll close with one and done. Who do you got this week? Uh I I haven't. I didn't make the pick yet. I, I it's probably going to be either Lowry, Simpson, Rom. I got to see who I haven't used yet. It's going to be one of those three for me. Are we starting yeah. to get to the point where you start thinking about saving at all? Like saving some for the majors or is this big enough that you want to like, I, I, I say that with Rom obviously in mind. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I'm okay using him this week if I haven't. I, I feel like I might have already. So it's probably, it's probably Simpson Lowry for me. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I, I tend to not save guys in, in one and done, just because you know if you if you win it, if you get a win, anytime you get a win, it's pretty big. Um, right. I haven't really looked there. I'm I might go Lowry. Also, I looked at uh, you know I looked at uh, I looked at Simpson also, and I have Reed available, but I don't think I'm going to go him here. Um, I might uh, I might take a shot on Lowry this week. Also, Jeff, who are you taking? Jeff Erickson, who are you taking? Uh, I was I, I, the reason I ask is I'm leaning wrong. Uh, I, I've I've, I've used him. Otherwise, uh, otherwise I might too. I, I love him this week. Yeah. So uh, if I don't use ROM, um, I mean, I'm influenced by you guys now. I might go like 
Matt Wallace, because both of you guys have been talking him up, but uh, we'll see. Uh, you know, the funny thing is, like, Wallace might be better in DK than in one and done because can he actually win the tournament is, is the question mark. But, you know, these are all professional golfers. They could, theoretically. Yeah, and we, what do you use, 32 guys or something in one and done? I tend to think that the, yeah. trying to take a shot down the board is not usually the best idea unless you have a really good feeling a guy, especially in a, a tournament with a lot of names in it. You know, it's hard to it's hard to win tournaments, but, you know, you look at last week and, you know, nobody had – in our one and done, we have a small one and done we do, I think, with like 40 people. Nobody had nobody had Sam Burns and nobody had uh, whoever the runner-up. Nobody had Homa either. So it was, uh, it was an interesting week where, you know, it, taking a shot would have worked out. But usually – you know, you're only using 32 guys. I try and stay away from, from mid-range guys mostly. That makes sense. All right, that's going to wrap up the Wells Fargo preview. Uh, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, please shoot us questions. Shoot us tweets. Let us know what you want to hear. Uh, see if you have any feedback with us. We'd love to hear back from you. Uh, thanks again for tuning in. Good luck in the Wells Fargo. Discover speakers for all around your home and beyond at Sonos.com, including Move and the all-new Roam. This latest portable addition to the Sonos system is smart, lightweight, waterproof, and ready for any adventure. So start yours now at Sonos.com.